0: you know if we want a voiceover for this podcast?
1: Hello. Like Mark Strong?
0: Not Mark Strong. Right. I think we could get Chris Pratt. Why? Because he's doing voiceovers for every other project in the world at the minute.
1: Really? What do you mean? I don't understand.
0: Have you missed this? Yes. Your Twitters and my Twitters are very different places. Yes, we've
1: we've discussed that before.
0: So, obviously Chris Pratt is not the most favourite person on the internet at the minute. Yeah, his stock has... I think he...
1: Yeah, dropped quite significantly. He
0: arrived in everything at the same time. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, I think of all the Chrises, he is the fourth Chris.
1: (laughs) Okay. Who's he? Chris Pine, I'm thinking. Chris
0: Pine, Chris Pratt. Chris Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth and Chris Evans. Oh, Chris Evans. They're the Chrises. about Chris Evans. Yeah. Yeah. So, a couple of weeks ago, it was announced he was doing the voice of Mario in the next Super Mario (gasps) movie. Yes, yes.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: That's either going to be rubbish or very racially insensitive.
1: I know, and also not Bob Hoskins, so you know, it's not not my favorite Mario. And
0: also not Lou Albano.
1: I don't know who that is, darling.
0: He was a wrestling manager in the eighties. Of course he was.
1: Of course he was. Who
0: played Mario in? Do you remember the live action TV show that had cartoon bits in it? Nope. Da 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 da, -da 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 do the Mario and swing your balls from side to side. Really, really. Is that the that That's what we used to sing in the playground, and I realised I don't know what the actual <laughs> words were.
1: Well, honey, I don't know it.
0: Yeah. Anyway, so. So, the, Mario,
1: he's going to be The internet was pissed Mario. off that he's going to marry her
0: because the Mario should be, it's Sammy, and things like that. Um, it was last week announced he's going to be the voice of Garfield in an animated film.
1: Is he like. Is he having trouble getting. Like live action roles at the minute. Well, he's doing a lot of voice work.
0: He's in Jurassic Oh, he's World... going to be in Jurassic
1: World. Dominion? Theory? Yes, Dominion. Right, okay, so he's doing Garfield and he's doing Mario. Yeah,
0: I mean, mm. Garfield should always be Bill Murray. Right. Or the guy that played him in the cartoon, who weirdly. Did the voice of Peter Venkman in the Ghostbusters cartoon? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. That's, that's a fun fact. That yeah. Is...
0: So they do like the Peter Venkman and Garfield share a lot of DNA oh, from the animated I like that. to live action.
1: That's really things. good.
0: <laughs> Can I have well, that. Well
1: done. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for that fact.
0: But yeah, apparent. I think I think it's time for Chris what? Pratt to. Oh,
1: you sorry. Are you fe- just... are you ending Pratt's career? Are you?
0: Yeah, I think it's time to move on. I mean, Guardians Two was pretty shit as it well. It was.
1: I didn't enjoy Guardians Two.
0: And he got lost in the in the Avengers films, mm. like
1: uh, I suppose in Thor. Honey, oh, yeah, I don't remember. I know you're looking at no, me. No, to no, no. He's in the new Thor film. Oh, the new, what, up. the new. Oh, he's in the new one, right? Yeah. Okay. I thought you were gonna go into some sort of Marvel history sort of discussion, Not and yet. I I would be like, no, I cannot follow it because I just don't remember any of them. Not yet. Sorry. Okay. That's yeah. Later I know, we're in we're, in the... Yeah. Yeah. We've got we've got one coming up, haven't we?
0: <laughs> I think we've got a lot to talk about.
1: So should we? Are you saying let's get on with it then? Yeah. I mean, you're the one that's starting off talking about Mario
0: and Chris Pratt whether he could do our voiceover. Let's get him to say follow us on Twitter and Instagram and save us a job.
1: Given given, <laughs> given what you just said about his stock falling, I don't think he's going to be you know raring to go for a job on the honeymoon period. I don't know. We could pay him in like
0: cookies or something. <laughs> Watching
1: television, watching television. Two shows we're going to talk about this week. Both beginning with S. I'm going to do Show Trial and you're going to do Squid Game. You're laughing because I've done both beginning with S, aren't you? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 right, okay. Yeah. But yeah, they do, they do, they both begin with an S. I'm trying to think of a common theme They both between... contain actors. All right. Squid <laughs> yeah. Game and Show Trial are two very, very different TV shows. So
0: I know nothing about Show Trial.
1: Okay, and I know very little about... Squid Game. Should
0: we just get Squid Game out of the way? Because I feel I'm the last person in the world to watch it. Yes. And yeah, I don't think I'm going to be adding much to the conversation here.
1: No spoilers for Squid Game?
0: No spoilers for Squid Game. I'm Um, only four episodes in, so um, I'm not that far. Alright, okay.
1: So how are you finding it?
0: So I'm really enjoying it. Um, Like
1: you say, everyone in the world appears to have watched Squid Game. Hasn't Netflix come out and said that it's like their most I want to say downloaded, but that doesn't sound right for Netflix. Is it just watched? Would they just stream? Stream. That's it. That's what the kids are saying. So it's most streamed TV show ever on Netflix.
0: Yeah, but their their stats are spurious because <laughs> I think you need to like have a subliminal moment where one frame comes up on screen for them to class it is. and then it goes yeah, yeah so if
1: you switch over and it's there and then you you decide you don't want to watch it ever again that's oh you how do you switch it?
0: over to a to a I show on netflix know. tell I me how the this functionality I mean. I gets enabled i don't
1: know the lingo <laughs> so anyway, yes so um a really well spoken about show
0: yeah it's korean there is so there's a bit of a debate about whether to watch the dubbed or the subtitled version. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm watching the dubbed purely just for ease of watching. I would probably prefer to watch the subtitled, but I'm often like doing stuff, like just to fit yeah. it around my life. I haven't got the time at the minute to sort of sit there for an hour and just watch watch a screen diligently diligent have to watch the subtitles. I quite often have subtitles on anyway. Yeah. And the annoying thing is there's different translations for the Live action.
1: That does seem to be the case because yeah. you had it on the other day when I was sort of flitting through, and I picked up straight away that what they were saying was not exactly what the subtitles were saying. goes yeah. this the, the, it's almost um, where someone has taken what has been said and then looked for synonyms instead of actually. Well, yeah, it's, it's a just, translation, isn't it? No, it's but, just two yeah, different people doing yeah, the translation. I know, but it just there were really, uh, it definitely puts a, a significant different significance on certain words, mm, and yeah. it. Changes the meaning mm. often and the ambiance of what. So yeah, it's interesting.
0: You watched the first episode of this did, a, yeah. long ago, a long time ago. Long time ago. You said it was a bit derivative.
1: I thought it was incredibly derivative. I mean, straight away I was going Battle Royale, um just Hunger Games, just all of those shows where, um, and I don't think it's a spoiler to say it, there are, there are people who have to take part in a game. Yeah. And it's a risky game. Let's just say. Yes. All of those things, just yeah. I just felt I'd seen it all before. Fireworks are going. Fireworks up in the are going off. Can see your perfect time. yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, have you in a TV show? Like, have you? Well, no, perhaps not in a
1: TV show, but I just felt I'd seen it all before. I felt I'd mm. seen the premise before. Okay. Oh look, you you're um you're going to be battling against other people you might not really realise what you're going into, um, but actually it's going to be incredibly risky to your health.
0: I think this has more to say than you're giving it credit for. Okay. Um, Having now got four episodes in, there is certainly more going on in this. Oh, it's been a long time since I've seen Battle Royale, but in my mind it was just sort of a straight up kids trying to survive.
1: Yeah, yeah, um, that's right. This,
0: yeah. The, obviously it's a longer, like it's not a two hour film, it's a mm. nine hour TV show, so there is a lot more to go in there but you can put more meaning you can put more social commentary in there and i think this is yeah i think this has real lot to say um and i'm really really enjoying it i need to kind of catch an episode because it's been a couple of days since i've seen it and i want to get through it before i get spoiled on the ending i'd really recommend you give it another go well
1: the the thing i I watched it with great trepidation because it was a recommend from a member of our family yeah on uh, social media and i picked it up and i was like oh that's really interesting i'll um I'll just have a look at it. And then I also picked up that, you know, when an episode comes up, like the first episode of a series, and they list all of the, like, the content warning. Yeah. And it had everything in it. Like, everything. And the content warning went on and on and on and on and listed everything that was terrible in the world. And I'm nervous that as the episodes go on, things are going to get worse and worse and worse. I, I spotted a tiny bit of the second episode, which had something in it, which I'm really, really scared of. There was something that really, really triggered me in terms of like a, a horrible thing as someone who really doesn't like small spaces, let's just say. So okay. yeah, there was a lot of that going on where I was like, I just don't like the idea of this. And I, would, I wouldn't I would choose to inhabit that world and I'm am a bit scared. Is it is it as bad as no. um, thinking I, it is? I mean, it's the, gonna be? there is
0: there's there is violence. It's never shown to be sort of prolonged. Okay. Um, I you know it is. It, it's horrible that people are getting shot in the head for failing <sighs> yeah. a game. Yeah. But. It, I don't think it's necessarily any worse than Hunger Games. Okay. Like well no, that's that's well. that's not true. It is worse than <laughs> yeah, Hunger yeah. Games. But, but it's, like Battle Royale, but, for example, but it's yeah, which not is an eighteen I think. It, it it's adults, mm-hmm. which makes a difference for me. Mm-hmm. Um and it is shown as it it's it's shown to be sort of a fantasy environment with the costumes, with the that it, at no point do I think oh this could be a like fly on the wall documentary. Okay. It is it's shown to be a a, a f- piece of dra- fancy drama rather than actual like real life drama. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I I, yeah, I, I don't think it's I don't think it's the toughest thing I've seen okay. all, oh, all right, year. Right. Um but yeah. No, I I mean,
1: you that is saying cuz like it's uh, yeah, so I should rephrase that. That's not saying very much because actually cuz you watch some really difficult things. though? Like you do you do you you often watch films that I know to be very hard hitting, in terms of it of not not like um gory violence or anything like that, but more the the thematic, um elements. So you will watch a lot of you've watched documentaries about war, for example, yeah. and re- you have watched real life um in incidents. You oh know? yeah, yeah. Um, and films that are well known to be quite emotionally taxing, and you will watch those, whereas I will choose not to. So it's
0: yeah. So what real life murder cases <gasps> have we have we oh been my watching God, this week? Yeah, you're totally
1: right. You're totally right.
0: What investigation <laughs> into a really horrific incident are we going to be talking about <laughs> oh, this week? No, Anything? No? No, no,
1: oh, you're totally right, well, Mark's, Um, we're not going to talk about it on the podcast, but Mark's referring to the fact that I watch um a, a true. Uh, like a documentary about the police, which involved parents um, being accused of hurting their children. So yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, real yeah, life, yeah, real life. I, I mean, I wasn't in yeah, referring yeah. to that
0: specific. No, joke. no, I know, but it's you just, are right. Yeah, you know, true you crime. Twenty four hours in police custody. Twenty four yeah. hours in a and oh, know. You know, like,
1: ambulance. I yeah. quite like ambulance.
0: Yeah, but oh yeah, yes. Yeah. Switch games are a bit, big problem.
1: Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. I do. Yeah, I take that on board. I take that on board. <laughs> So what's this show you've been watching? (laughs) I still
0: can't tell you the name of it, considering the fact we've uh, done it three times.
1: You've already said one word of it. It's called Show Trial. Show Trial. It's a BBC drama. Oh, it's difficult to explain because I don't want to give anything away. Uh, Essentially, um, there's a murder. Funnily funnily enough. Funnily enough, there's a murder. And there are uh, two people who are accused. And we don't know what has actually happened on the night but the show goes into this idea and you can tell by the the title of show trial it goes into the idea of a trial by media it looks at the role of gender in terms of um people's assumptions um it talks about um uh, women's sexuality for example so lots of things about uh, class and gender and sexuality particularly with women and how women are portrayed as maybe a femme fatale yeah. um, where that might not necessarily be the case or even if it was, why would that matter and why would all of the attention be on the woman rather than the like, the you know, so it's that sort of thing and I um, when I first, when I watched episode one I think I went and said to you something along the lines of God, this is awful, I just think this is terrible yes. and then, then I listened to some um very well well versed, well well read, big people within the the TV industry, the critics of the uh, uh, of the TV industry, saying how brilliant it was, and I was like, I just I don't understand, I don't understand what's wrong, um with me, and uh, with that. with the rest of the world, and uh, so, but having said that, I have now watched all five episodes oh, in. <laughs> in, in three days, um, so so I've kind of not changed my mind on this. But as the show progressed, I realized what it was doing. When I, the first episode, I just kind of thought, I think the acting's not brilliant, and I still think that it, to a certain extent, there are certain people in show trial where I just think it it's a caricature rather than real life but you know maybe it's heightened for a reason i don't know then there are other people who seem to be acting in a completely different tv show okay and th- there was just a lot of that going on there's some brilliant people in it our our favorite thomas cromwell james frayne rocks up as a property developer i know so one Duncan- thomas cromwell
0: to be fair <laughs> so uh, who's- yeah who's
1: that
0: uh- James what, Frayn.
1: James Rain? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so anyone who's listening who doesn't know the Tudor references... I'd keep it, that Yeah, way. I, yeah I would as well. But anyway, he, James train is Thomas Cromwell in The Tudors, which was the show with Jonathan Rhys-Meyers, who's one of my, my favourite TV
0: shows of all time. Um, yeah. So I'm looking at the cast. There's not very many others that I recognise. No,
1: there's not very many others. And actually, the person who I think really comes out well in this is um, a girl called Celine. Have you got her surname up there? she's the the main bukens. she is the uh the person that we're following and she is the accused i felt that she did a really really good job of portraying someone who is incredibly unlikable but also very intelligent you're not quite sure whether to trust her or not she's Really unlikable, but very compelling, and I felt that this was a bit of a star turn. Okay. I think she's been in other bits and pieces, she's but I hadn't, I hadn't seen her in. You know, she wasn't recognisable yeah. to me. Yeah, I just it grew on me, and I think it grew on me because of what it was saying, not necessarily about the who done it element of it, but the idea. Okay, I think there were really strong parallels with the press obsession with Amanda Knox, for example, in relation to the murder of Meredith Kircher and how Amanda Knox was, and this is, there's a documentary on Netflix, which is really interesting called Amanda Knox. Hmm. And how Amanda Knox was portrayed as someone with, um, you know, a young woman with, with a voracious sexual appetite with, with who had lots of affairs and oh, she she might have, um, you know, been bisexual and it, it was really like made yes. to be very sort of like talacious and um, lots of sort of like almost like tutting at her and rolling of eyes and portraying her as like this sort of devil woman whereas actually the other men who stood accused with her yeah. um, really didn't get very much press coverage. So I think that must be where that, that comes from
0: yeah absolutely absolutely would you recommend this then because you i mean you've kind it's of so given it a mixture hard, of you it?
1: it's so hard um i think as long as you take it take it with a pinch of salt it, 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 i didn't know this but it had been put on the vigil slash line of duty time sunday night on a it, sunday night now yeah. i had just picked it up on the iplayer I think it was a really nice stick-it-on-the-eye-player whilst I'm um, running on the treadmill sort yeah. of thing. Um, I I don't think it has the same... It didn't have the same impact, for example, as Line of Duty for me. It didn't have the same impact as Vigil, and I still had lots of issues with Vigil. As a bit of a throwaway, you know, it's not going to be in my top ten of the year, but as a bit of a throwaway. I ran on the treadmill, I watched it, I thought it had some interesting things to say about... The treatment of women my other thing as well actually the thing that i was really thinking about it when i was watching it was how interesting it would be for law students which obviously you know goes back to my day job because there was a lot about the the process of a trial the process of the jury and the prosecution the defense you know how you you select a witness and what the witness says whether you put someone up on the stand it and it was a very modern courtroom so Mm. actually my my feeling with it was this would be really interesting for anyone who's teaching law students about the courtroom, not necessarily to say this is how it is done, but almost to pick it apart and go, would this be done in real life? So yeah, I was probably thinking about it more from an educational perspective. I'm not sure that's a recommendation. Okay. If you like a bit of a murder mystery, if you're, you know, happy to take this as a bit of, Bit of fluff. I think yeah, fine, give it a go. It's not for you by any stretch of the imagination, you know, pointing at your face. Um, Thanks. but yeah. It it's it's it was fine.
0: Put that Jim, on the poster. James
1: Frain is good. I like James Frain.
0: Put that put that on the first there. It was fine. It was fine. James Frayne was good. I like James Frain. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's my review. Elaine the honeymoon period. podcast. Much, yeah. Films. Let's do it. Films. Just like the movies, we out not... Which one do you want to do first? Again we've got two. Not not starting with the same letter. Which you'll be happy to <laughs> oh, Mark's just looking at me now like he just wants a divorce.
0: <laughs> the last period the last episode of the <laughs> yeah, period. Yeah. We can do things slightly different this week because we have been. There's two films that one I'm itching to talk to you about, and the second we're both itching to speak to each other about. We
1: can't say what they are now.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> Eternals I've seen, and Last Night and in Soho I said, we've, we've both, both seen, and certainly with Last Night in Soho we have been dancing around each other, saying Rex, we need to record, but we've not had a chance this week.
1: Mostly singing Silla Black to each other, I think, <laughs> which has been our way of communicating. <laughs>
0: Um, So yeah, I think we're going to do our spoiler-free thoughts on both of them. And then we are going to, quote-unquote, end the podcast, say goodbye to everyone. But then we're going to, after the music, we are going to come back and talk about our spoiler-filled thoughts on both films. Um, I've just got a couple of things to say on Eternal, Mm -hmm. shall 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 we start there? Yeah, go on. So this has received a bit of a problematic start because it's the first... Marvel MCU film to be classed as like rotten on mm. Rotten Tomatoes. Mm, okay. So I'll say up front that it's probably a thumbs just edging down for me. <laughs> I
1: say like you mastering yeah. a thumb and it's just slightly pointing down.
0: Yeah, and it's a reluctant one because mm. I think there's a lot to like in there, but so let's we'll start with the positives. Yeah. So, I think this was a gamble in that it is unlike any other film in the MCU. And I think that this hasn't paid off in this instance. But this is exactly the thing that Marvel should be doing. We've had, I think it's the 26th film in the MCU. And we've had. You could look at a, a shot on most Marvel films and not know where. Not know which film it's from, Agreed. as long as there's no character on there. This, every single shot, looks like a Chloe Zhao film. And it's really nice to have like a big name director. She won the um, she best picture for uh, *Nomadland*. To to do this work, like it is looked down upon by some, by some directors. Look at Scorsese's recent comments. Um, and I think there's there's a lot there's a lot good in there. The script is really really strong. It's one of the strongest scripts I've seen, from. Uh, from sort of a plot point of view there's plot points which had me like oh wow i didn't see that coming um it ties into real world events um it it knows it's it knows its history it knows its history of the mcu and relates back to things and this is quite a lot in mcu films you get baddies that just are like baddie for the sake of being baddie yeah this has stakes um, You are in no doubt that these people, what will happen if these people don't complete their task?
1: Oh, okay. Right, I didn't think yeah. that would be the case. My feeling was that you were going to say something along the lines of, there are so many people in this because I know it's an ense- a big ensemble cast, like a really big ensemble oh, cast. Oh, just you were. That you, okay. So, <laughs> but I thought you would say something like, you know, you're, we're flitting around so much meeting these people and obviously they're new people to us as well, that the plot wouldn't have been something that you would have been positive about. So that's really interesting to me.
0: Just you wait. Okay, all right. It's also really, really good for representation. Lauren Ridloff, who plays, um, you know what? I cannot tell you half the characters' names in this, which might be a a clear example of what's coming up. She plays Makari in this. I've just, so IMDB tells me. Uh, she also plays Connie in The Walking Dead. And she uh, she also plays Diane in Sound of Metal, which I watched recently. She is a deaf actress and she is Marvel's first deaf superhero. I, I think she's an amazing presence. I've got a massive crush on her. Um, she's right. got an absolutely enlightening smile. Don't look so <laughs> angry at her. I'm not looking... Like, no. I didn't look
1: angry. Yeah. I, was, I looked... I looked... Ro- roly
0: Yeah. Um she's She lights up anything she's in. She's got such oh, a unique... Know? Yeah, she's got such a unique charisma. I think she's such a good actress. And she is so good in this. Um, Brian Tyree Henry who mm-hmm. plays... Um, he's <laughs> most recently we saw in...
1: Oh, in Godzilla? Zilla vs. Kong. Yeah. yeah.
0: Obviously I know him best as Paperboy in Atlanta. He plays Marvel's first sort of I think it's Marvel's first stab at a proper LGBTQ superhero. Mm-hmm. So he is in a relationship with someone of the same uh, someone of the same sex. They have a child. It's not, it's not played like mm-hmm. as like a big deal. It's just he visits his house and he's he's there with his partner, mm-hmm. and it's lovely. It's lovely. It's really really life affirming that they're going for these things, and it made me feel it made me feel really warm, really warm inside. That like,
1: don't you feel that? it's it's quite annoying that that's your reaction that you know that 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 one little piece of representation which obviously will mean a lot to a lot of people but yeah. that that's such a big deal where you don't you? Feel I have that thing within me, like, oh, it shouldn't be such a big deal. We shouldn't be saying oh, well done Marvel for putting I've... this one character in.
0: But yeah, I, I totally agree. And the, they have started putting the, the um, you know, the thing of Valkyrie uh, mm-hmm. in the Thor films. But this just this feels so natural. It's okay. it it's it's it. Yeah, it's really strong. I totally okay. agree with you that we shouldn't be congratulating anyone, just as we shouldn't be congratulating them for putting a woman at the front and center of the films yeah, in yeah. the case of Captain Marvel. Yeah. But, but, yeah, yeah I, I know, yeah, I know. Yeah. I need to get onto the negatives.
1: Okay, alright.
0: First of all, before this started, I thought it was an absolutely idiotic move to put Richard Madden versus Kit Harrington in this. Yeah. I stand by that. I triple it now that they spend significant time on screen with a character called Cersei.
1: Oh, no. Oh, yeah. You know what, I picked that up, I listened to a review the other night, and I heard Cersei mentioned as like, a character, and it just didn't dawn on me that all of... The... yeah. Mm.
0: To add to this, Richard Madden is awful in this. Oh, no. When He walks up to someone and says, I love you so much. And it's, <laughs> it's like a robot. Okay. Um, it's... So
1: <sighs> I take it there's nowhere, there's no chemistry.
0: No, no, not at all. It's it, is it
1: Je- Gemma Chan's in it? Is that his Gemma lo- Chan? Love yeah, yeah. Okay. She- yeah. She is I think Cersei. That's well yeah. well known,
0: and she's fine in it. But I never felt any connection between them. It's really, really bad, and as you said, there are so many characters in this. There's ten superheroes. No one really gets explored to any depth. I do not know why they have employed. Angelina Jolie and paid Angelina yeah. Jolie wages for someone to do nothing anyone could have done that role she has occasional emotional moments but not. this is not the role that you would give to Academy Award winner Angelina Jolie
1: she won an Academy Award I'm not sure I was about to ask you what she's Changeling I thought maybe did she win for that? No I bet she did I don't know. what she- best actress?
0: Uh, she's won one Oscar for I Changeling. Think...
1: Oh, okay. oh no, no. Oh,
0: she she was nominated for Changeling. <laughs> she was winner for Girl Interrupted.
1: There we go. Right, I feel <laughs> I feel vindicated, sort of. <laughs> no, I'm <Yeah>. going. <laughs> I like you. Don't see Jolie on the screen very often. No, I so it's don't. Interesting that you say. That.
0: I was waiting for. I assumed that she was going to be some sort of. There was going to be something big coming something later big. on in the film. Yeah. That would justify having Angelina Jolie, and presumably Angelina Jolie wages, which will yeah, not well, be.
1: Absolutely.
0: But no, it's mm. it it's very. It, I don't understand it. But okay. hey, look. Other characters have just come on and they are, at best, caricatures. At worst, they just stand there in the background and disappear for 10 minutes and then come back. There is absolutely zero humour in this for long periods. And then so much so that when they put in a joke, it feels like it's shoehorned in. It feels like someone's gone in and gone, oh, we need something here, we need something there, we need something there. Mm. There was a joke about a table in the trailer that just... yeah. Oh, no.
1: Yeah. I mean, a joke about a table doesn't sound particularly great, does it?
0: (laughs) No, no.
1: Is it about having four legs or something? Oh, no, don't tell me. (laughs) No. Don't even go there. Yeah. Yeah.
0: The biggest problem in this. This was supposedly shot all at Magic Hour.
1: Okay, yes. Yeah, that nice bit where you're meant to take your photos.
0: I can only assume that Chloe Zhao did not adjust her watch because this takes place about 2 hours after magic hour
1: in in the dark
0: you cannot see anything for long spells oh, really this oh, is that really like amazing. yeah to the point where i once started wondering i've like put, the, I did put wrong, the wrong thing on wrong yeah. lens on or something like that but i've heard so many people moan about oh, the same thing
1: did you come out and like look it up straight
0: away yeah yeah because i was mm. i was quite disappointed in this from someone of this caliber i do not understand how this has been released mm. looking like this you know like when game of thrones did the long night oh yeah, yeah. and it, it just looks like sludge because it's 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 dark against yeah. dark and sometimes you just see like things peeking through the dark yeah like and...
1: oh, it's like a little bit silver in the background yeah. yeah i know what you mean
0: it is so and even even when they're in the broad daylight it's still difficult to see because everything's in shadows and mm. stuff like that i can see what Clojure i was trying to do and i've seen magic hour action sequences in the revenant like i swear i've seen one but, but this doesn't work this isn't working anywhere and it's so disappointing because the settings that they have the the lingering shots are beautiful or there would be if i could see what was <laughs> happening without straining my eyes <laughs> yeah i i was drifting off at points oh, uh, i felt my eyes you? going yeah That's yeah really which for cool. a for an mcu film yeah. is unforgivable and then a cool plot point came along and i was like oh cool and then a character that we would not seen for half an hour because the there's too many people on screen comes in and says something and then we're back. Yeah. It's a disappointment. I think there is the, I kind of wish that someone could just tart this up, but it might be that when you watch it at home on an OLED screen with proper contrast or on a laser projected screen at the Dolby cinema in London, where, at, which we're talking about a few episodes. Was it Candyman? Yeah, yes, it was. Yeah. 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 It was. It might be that this is a completely different experience. But don't have a fight scene in a cave without any natural, without any artificial light. That
1: might be the uh, the title of the podcast. Don't have a fight scene in a cave.
0: Go go on Amazon, which you love so much, Chloe Zhao. Go on Amazon and order a few in lamps because I can't see what's going on. Was, was my thoughts.
1: That might also be the title of the podcast. <laughs> Oh, So a little bit, I, I can see you're a bit, you're a bit disappointed. I know you're I'm you. Angry, cool. I'm not angry. I'm not upset. Just, yeah. I'm just disappointed. I can see that. I can see that.
0: Yeah, this had far more promise than I feared, but I think that's probably worse in something like if it was Fantastic Four or X Men Apocalypse. No. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> then at least you yeah, can sort you of just, just go. Kind of know, don't I you? hate this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was so close to being a really good film for me, and it it's just let down at mm. other stages. I've also got a few concerns which we need to talk about in the spoilers. Okay. Like my yeah, my jaw dropped to the floor at points. Okay. And not always for good reasons.
1: Okay, we'll we'll wait to get on to that. It yeah. has had completely mixed reviews. We have, obviously, we listen to a load, load of podcasts about films, and I've listened to loads about the, um about, I would call them the Eternals, but it's just Eternals, Eternals isn't yeah. it? And even within those, you know, you tend to get people thinking the same things on the on the podcast, but even within them, people are coming out at completely other ends. Some people saying it's, a, like, it's amazing, and then their mates saying that it's the worst thing they've ever seen. So really has split the audience, I think.
0: Yeah, it's not... It's not Thor The Dark World, mm. but it's not far off. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Last Night In Soho. Last
1: Night In Soho. Wow. I just I just want to sing Scylla. That's all. I've got You're My World swinging, swinging through my head.
0: I've had the soundtrack of this... F- in my head, as you yeah. will know because you've yeah. heard me singing yeah, songs from. Singing it.
1: It to each other. Yeah. And there's the other one as well, isn't it, by um is it Peter and Gordon? What's it called? Is that about a world as A well? world without love. That's it, Yeah. I don't care what they say, I won't
0: stay in a world without love. So come uh, it's quite an untraditional place to start on a soundtrack. <laughs> oh, yeah. Obviously, Edgar Wright has brilliant soundtracks. Yeah, he Um, is the needle
1: drop king.
0: This doesn't have the eclectic soundtrack of Baby Driver. But this is my childhood in the car with my dad with him having Sound of the 60s on. And if Sound of the 60s wasn't on the radio, he'd got a tape out that he had taped of a previous episode and put that on. Which is quite weird when you see a news stories of like the Iranian embassy being stormed again six oh years God, later. Because really? it didn't have the news. Yeah, well. yeah, because he just he used to put a tape on and, and record <laughs> that's it. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, look, we bombed Libya. That's weird. Um, yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> that so I remember weird. I remember actually, like, being on the motorway with him somewhere. Uh-huh. I think we've been going fishing or something like that. Mm. And, like, him, like, going, what? Oh, right, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's, it's the tape. Yes. It's the yeah. back-in-time tape. Yes. <laughs> but, yeah, these are, like... Deep cuts of '60s yeah. tunes. Beautiful. So, like, beautiful. "Don't Throw Your Love Away" by The Search mm-hmm. is a lovely, lovely song. And then songs that I didn't even know existed, like one of your favorite songs, mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm. Heatwave. Heatwave,
0: but by The Who.
1: Yeah, and you've been—you had been singing Heatwave. Yes. Um, and I had been talking to you about Sister Act. Yes. Because that's the first song that Dolores and her girls sing. And Sister Act, which is mm. one of one of my favorite films of all time, so I only know it like the Martha... is it Martha Reeves and the Vandellas, yeah. yeah. So I only know that version plus the Whoopi Goldberg version, yeah. Um, and you've you've been like going around singing it for a day, and I hadn't realized where it was from until I went to see Last Night yes. at Soho. So mm. that was that was fun.
0: Right, I think we're skidding around. Yeah, the fact. I know. We're
1: just going round and round it now. What okay, do you think? What are you thinking? What are you thinking? Do you want to go first?
0: So, I am I, obsessed with this film.
1: Okay, yes, me too. I want to go Good. see
0: this about 20 more times. Yeah, yeah, me too. Even, even acknowledging the problems with it.
1: Oh, totally. Oh, we'll yeah. get onto that in a minute. Uh, but,
0: so, I mean, I think it's... I, we have released enough to each other mm-hmm. that I think the third act is problematic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that, yeah. <laughs> but I had so much fun in the first and second act that I was just... You know what? You you, you can wipe away the third act from mm, me. Mm. I loved this film. And yeah, um, I had enough goodwill in this that the third act, going a little bit off the rails, didn't matter to me.
1: I think it's worth saying for people who don't know anything about Last Night in Soho and who don't mind sort of listening to the, the review, that you've got um, a, a young girl in, in present time, yes. in present time, going off to study fashion in London, but she's obsessed with the 60s and when she's in London, she starts to see things, maybe images of the of the past in the, yes. in the 1960s, and I'll leave it there. Yeah. I, for, I think this film is absolutely a film for you and me, and I, I've really been thinking about it, and I've said, God, you, you've got to like this, you've got to like this, I cannot be the only one out of the two of us who who's going to come away and say that they're obsessed with this film. Because you and I are quite peculiar in terms of, if someone said we're going to have a party and it's going to be fancy dress, you and I would be like, oh my God, I can't be bothered to go to that. We'd probably find some way of avoiding it. And anything that is what we would call, in inverted commas, forced fun, we, we kind of avoid that as much as humanly possible. Am I being fair? We, we,
0: I would we love to go to a fancy dress party. <laughs> really? I've never been to a fancy dress party. And I would love to go to a fancy dress party. I, yeah. don't,
1: I don't get that with you at all.
0: No, no, no! Oh God, no, no! You're completely wrong on that. Am this. I really, really
1: wrong? Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay.
0: Well, well, yeah. I would, I would love to go to a fancy dress party. Please, someone invite me to a fancy <laughs> dress party. Um, Are you being sarcastic? No, no, no. I'm serious. No, no, no. Like, I, forced fun. Like, it's forced fun at work when everyone wears a hat there. And oh, um, uh,
1: right, okay. But that's what I'm yeah. kind of getting at. That sort of thing of like where it's where it. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna rephrase it. Where it's a little bit of something, but it's not full. Whereas with us, what I think we love is that fully immersive experience. So, for example, I'm thinking of the Back, back,
0: to, the, back to the Future, yeah. the
1: secret cinema Back to the Future. If someone said to me, oh, you've got to cut I mean, this is my hatred of parties coming out, but you've got to go to a party and you, everyone's going to be dressed in the 80s. I mean, I'd, I'd love that. I would love it. But I'd find it awkward from the point of view that we weren't in the 80s. Do you know what I mean? Like, that. What the
0: almost Okay, f- you want about?
1: No, I'm trying to get to a point. I will get to a point. I Sorry, you found it
0: point. annoying that you've not been invited to time travel.
1: Exactly. So just bear with me. Bear with me. Hold hold your horses. I think it's that sort of midpoint of we're pretending to be in the 80s, but we're not actually there. That would upset me. Whereas,
0: Whereas when we were at Back to the Future, we definitely time-traveled we, back to But Libya.
1: we did. We time-traveled we back. We didn't. We did.
0: Can I tell you now, we didn't. We absolutely didn't.
1: did. I could see the Olympic Stadium
0: behind <laughs> us. So, uh... But
1: we walked into this huge environment where everyone was dressed. There were 50s cars, there were bookstores and laundrettes and there was a school that you could go into. There were libyans in a another mention of libya there were libyans in a in a camper van when i went to the toilet <laughs> to, the, to the loos in the background waiting to come on when marty mcfly's but right. marty mcfly was, was this is far more around. libya-centric
0: than i thought it was going to be in this podcast <laughs> but
1: you know what i mean like we, we went to a bar and then we walked past marty and jennifer having some sort of like mini snog and that i love the immersive experience i'm getting to the point do not worry this film takes you into the 60s and there's a particular scene, it's shown in the trailer, where you emerge from present day into the 60s and you see Thunderball yes. on the screen in front of you. and I At the Empire ju- Leicester Square. And I just was like, oh my God, this is the greatest thing that's ever... Because I would lo- You know, that's that would be my dream to do that. So
0: I... I think you've gone around the houses a very I long have. way. Sorry. But I totally agree. When I was when we were in the 60s in this film, I was lying back in my seat just going I could live in this world mm-hmm. all day. Like take me to these shitty clubs where <laughs> it's smoke and horrible drinks and yeah, electric. I mean,
1: not all of the shitty clubs, though, and I think we have to say no. Yeah, <laughs> not all of seen them. The, yes, seen the show, yes yeah. there was a, a darker, perhaps the darker side of the sixties that we wouldn't want to go to.
0: But yeah, I am just happy living in that world. Yeah, yeah. In, um, in the in
1: the it's the nostalgia, isn't it? Yeah, like, and and perhaps Edgar Wright has a lot to say about the dark side of nostalgia and you know that nostalgia isn't all it seems to be and pop culture isn't all it seems to be that's an interesting theme of the film i think
0: yeah okay, yes yeah i think that's fair enough you
1: know the, the the bright lights um are bright on the outside but if you go down into the into the basement they might not quite be uh, quite be so good is what i'm sort of what i'm saying
0: I suspect this is the first time you've seen Thompson Mackenzie. Yes,
1: I understand she's from New Zealand, and I thought her accent was, was wonderful. Oh, I, did I didn't not know, know that. that she's from New Zealand at all, yeah. Okay. Because
0: um, I know from Leaving No Trace, mm-hmm. that was a film out a couple of years ago, okay. then she was in Jojo Rabbit. Okay, which um, I haven't seen. Yeah. And then she was in a very, very brief turn in Old like okay, far right, too yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely okay. wasted in that right. film i mean a lot of things are wasted in that film I but, know. See, um, see earlier you. yeah but yeah i think she's such a lovely presence on screen I just um, loved
1: it. and you you're so behind her as well and yeah you, you want the best for her and i think everything that she goes through in the film you know moving from sort of a rural place to london mm. and the things that she encounters in terms of you know first days at university and finding a job. But so relatable. So, like, so relatable.
0: I remember being at uni and, like, we were in our little housemates thing and our first night there we had a party and I remember thinking, I might just want to just settle in. And th- mm-hmm. that, yeah, that properly just yeah. felt like home. I
1: think if anyone's um, an introvert, yeah, yeah um, they would absolutely relate to everything that she goes through.
0: Yeah. Such brilliant use of hairstyles in this. Like, I when they do the Oscar for best hair styling, <laughs> I sometimes think, really? But totally give this, the, she changes her character with her hair. And it just transforms her as a person And, in and, this. The, and the styling, yeah. I think the
1: beautiful styling mm. of the 60s and also the present day oh, and how the two merge together.
0: And your Taylor Jolly's dress. Yeah, yeah. well, I mean, and your Taylor Jolly just generally. Just, just I mean, generally. I mean,
1: her, <laughs> eyes, her eyes are so mesmerising. Yeah. I think it's, it's two women on the screen and obviously this is the first time Edgar Wright's had a um, uh, women at the centre of, of his of his films.
0: Yeah.
1: I really felt that they were two very compelling presences and they really drove the film forward and, and were at the heart of the film. Yes. Um, whereas the, the men were very much per- peripheral,
0: mm. which yeah.
1: I've, I've really enjoyed. Yeah. Um, and you've got um, interesting turns from stars of the 60s like Terence Stamp and Diana Rigg, the late Diana Rigg.
0: Can we, can we go into the, the the WhatsApp conversation we had when you left the screening? Oh, we're yeah. just We were just sending <laughs> pictures of actors to each other that were in it. <laughs>
1: Yes, so I sent you a picture of General Zod.
0: Yeah, and I sent you a picture of Michael Gibson in <laughs> yes, Quiz yes. as Teclan Wittick.
1: <laughs> Michael Gibson is also in this. Oh, yeah. uh, and I
0: also sent you a picture of Pauline McLean. You did. Who yeah, turns she's up? A,
1: she's a, she's she's uh, works in the pub. Yeah. Yeah. There was yes, there was all sorts of uh, brilliant character actors that yeah. um, that, that popped up. There was someone as well who was in it's um, like a northeast show as well. She pops up in it. it as Really interesting mm. people. Um, so yeah, I I I loved it. However, yes, <laughs> as we've already uh, referenced, third act. Uh, I, want, I don't want to say lost it for me because it didn't lose me for the whole film. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't think it took anything away. I just felt that it wasn't as strong as the the first two uh, acts, and I also found myself thinking. I'm not quite sure I agree with what is being said. And I'm not quite sure I know what is being said. And I found thematically some of the things quite... I found my nose wrinkling and going, I... um, uh, yeah, uh," That sort of thing, which I'm sure we'll get to in spoilers.
0: There was a relationship which for me didn't seem to work out. Like, it just seemed... For the sake of having a relationship on the screen, that's
1: what I felt like. Um,
0: it just, yeah, it just Mm. didn't. There was no, there was very little chemistry there, Mm. and I didn't quite buy that they would be going in like this.
1: Yeah, and I felt that the third act in particular went whereas the the first two seemed to to be Edgar Wright moving away from his previous works. Yeah, the third act, I at one point I kind of felt that I was watching Hot Fuzz, okay, and yeah. was not what I really wanted to say because mm. that was not the film that I had seen, you know, throughout the, the earlier parts of it.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: I, I still love it though. My worries were that you would find this incredibly tough. A lot of yeah. the imagery yeah. in the you third act. That? Yeah. Um, I took it that wasn't the case. Not at all, but I
1: don't know whether that was because you had warned me so much because you came okay. home from seeing your your because we, we saw it separately. Yeah. You came home from your screening and just sort of said you the first thing you said to me was, That's a film which was interesting because I thought, "Oh, oh I'm not quite sure which which way you've you've gone on it. But you also then said that you thought I would find some of the imagery really difficult. Yeah. And I was therefore really, really prepped actually right from the beginning I was like right what's coming up what's what's going to be shown I didn't find the imagery difficult at all I think uh, well my my concern really with it was actually towards the end I found some of the imagery so not horrific at all and actually quite laughable Yeah. that it really took away those horrible mm. ele- elements that I really quite enjoyed, the psychological thriller elements that I enjoyed at the beginning of the film. So actually I felt it really lost me and became, like I say, I'm talking about the Cornetto trilogy and, and had moments that reminded me of yeah. the Cornetto trilogy.
0: Can we talk about the the rating of the film? Mm-hmm. What's a, what's a, what's this you- is 19 18.
1: Oh is it? Oh. I
0: cannot understand how this is eighteen when and well,
1: you've got violence in the I mean you haven't got any um particularly difficult swearing I don't think
0: no and
1: I think but the it must be the violence
0: there is so i I have a theory which is probably a little bit spoiler oh, effect, okay, right but I don't think this is eighteen I would have absolutely no problem with a fifteen year old seeing this uh-huh, film yeah. um and this has flopped at the box office oh. probably because of the rating. Uh, yeah. It's got, mm. You know, it debuted in the UK at number eight in the charts mm. behind oh, such a shame, Boss Baby it? Family because Business and The Adams Family 2 in their
1: that's gone into fourth it. week and second yeah, and that's week because respectively. People taking their kids, aren't And they? obviously it's half term, but yeah, yeah.
0: like it's behind, it, it's behind a reissue of Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, oh. Philosopher's Stone. Um, you know, which is a twenty-year-old film.
1: Yeah, that is sad, actually.
0: Um, it's flopped in America as well. Um, it's really, really.
1: And it's such a beautiful film. You yeah. Just, you you want to? I just, I keep going back to Thunderball and just imagining that, and seeing that shot and some of the the, the imagery mm. and and the cleverness. I mean, we haven't talked a lot about the plot, the, but the cleverness of the camera angles and how things mm. work technically. Yeah. I think it's, it's obviously had, there's been a lot of love put into it. Can we touch upon Scylla Black? We can always touch upon S- Silla Black.
0: She's a far better, she, she's
1: like, an amazing singer.
0: Growing up, yeah. like when I saw Scylla Black, she was on blind Day and surprise, surprise. That's right. And I remember a kid at school, like someone looked out the window and said, oh, you know that kid over there, his favourite singer, Silla Black. And we were like, what a weirdo. And meanwhile, we were like loving the Beatles because mm-hmm. we were getting into Oasis at the time and uh, they were audibly calling out the Beatles. I was sat there listening to Anyone Who Had a Heart and I was thinking, this is a stunning song. And I think the mix of it in the film is purposefully, the strings are at the front mm-hmm. and probably a little bit, it's probably been remixed as part of the um, as part of the soundtrack. So you really get the strings Almost on a level with the vocals, but that is a stunning, stunning song.
1: And it's her vocals. And I
0: don't think she gets the credit that she does, having become, in her second career, Mm. obviously an incredibly successful TV presenter. She was the biggest paid Mm. TV presenter during like the late 80s, early 90s. Mm. So, you know, fair play to her. But yeah, like I've been listening to Cilla Black, You're My World, Mm. and Anyone Who Had a Heart
1: Mm -hmm.
0: almost. Constantly since yeah. I've left this film, the
1: richness of her voice. She um, when she goes low, when she when she does the real deep. Yes. It's that that throaty and open throat. You can really feel when you're listening to her. You can feel the back of your throat open. Yeah. Because you feel like you want to sing like her, that real open mm. singing out loud, and I think Anya Taylor Joy does. A version of she does downtown and does she do You're My World yeah, on she the does. soundtrack yeah. as well? Now her um her downtown is beautiful. Yeah. It's very delicate. It's um a cappella. Mm. She can clearly sing. Yeah. But when you put her You're My World up against Scylla's it does, it does it's an awful comparison yeah. actually. I found it really sitting going, Oh no, it's 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 too delicate. It's too calm it's, it's too, almost like when it's... you
0: see the kid on X Factor week one go... <laughs> Coming in and doing Whitney Houston, and it's and like, God,
1: no. like, no way can I say anything like Anya Taylor Joy. That's nothing to take away from her beautiful singing voice, yeah. but the power of black really, really shows up, doesn't it? When you have something that's a little bit more, more delicate, and yeah. and those, those songs are big songs and yeah. they need that voice. Yeah, I'd absolutely agree. I think she's, she's not that she's been robbed because obviously she had this incredibly successful, like you say, second career, mm. but. I think it's lovely that we're being reminded of her vocal presence. Yeah,
0: absolutely. There's, absolutely. A, there's a reason
1: she's hanging around with the Beatles. There's a reason she's yes. number one. It's just we as people of, you know, children of the 80s just didn't know her in that. Which remember in a in Surprise, surprise. Stage. Surprise, surprise. And also blind date.
0: Blind. blind
1: date. What?
0: Blind-a-date. Blind-a-date? Yeah, that's what it said. It's blind-a-date. blind, it's
1: blind a date. date Yes. Oh, yes, it is. Yes. Oh, yeah.
0: Here's your host. Mrs. Silla Black. Not <laughs> Dude, Miss Silla Black. She, wasn't. Black. Yeah, she, I she was Miss. She wasn't. Yeah, I She was married, married to, Bobby. to
1: Bobby. I know she was, but that's that was her persona. She's not really called Silla Black. Silla White.
0: it's <laughs> Priscilla White. Well, yes, Cilla
1: White. Yeah. 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 Mm, all right. Yeah. Anyway. Right. Shall we draw everything to a close, and then should we get into? <laughs> then Should we come back again? As, yes. As people who are allowed to talk about the actual films, that yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Thank you, everyone. We're go- we're going to close now. Um. Thanks very much for, for listening. To... It's not a bar. I know. Ding ding. <laughs> Last orders. Yeah. Um.
0: Yeah. If you would like to follow us, you can do so on Twitter and Instagram at the Honeymoon Pod. And if you'd like to leave us a review, you can do so on iTunes and any other podcast app which allows you to move you <laughs> to reviews. Please do so. It really makes us happy when we see people of light tower. Sure. Um, so yeah I think we'll back next week with something we need a date night at <laughs> yeah, some point we do. don't we we? Need
1: a de- we do need a date night and possibly after we have drinks as well yeah. but yeah there we go
0: um, but yeah please listen to a bit of music and switch <laughs> off if you haven't seen Eternals but yeah if, you, if you've if you only seen one we'll put the timestamps in the notes yeah.
1: we'll put timestamps in the notes so you, you'll know where to listen and when not to listen yes Do you want to do it in the order that we went for the for the film? So we do Eternals first, and you tell me about your jaw dropping uh, moments.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: Go on. Then. What's, what's 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 with you? Because you've been desperate to tell me about things so, to do with Eternals. Uh, yeah. So
0: final warning. for yeah, yeah. This is this is third act and post credit stuff.
1: And and just to let you know that Mark and I have had a discussion off podcast where he's definitely definitely check with me that i don't care yes. about what has happened in eternals so he's happy for my reaction to the to this and i'm happy to be spoiled
0: okay mm. so the first thing which is part of the plot and just put in there without any fanfare in this film there are two separate references to dc properties oh um someone is compared to superman right and someone is compared to alfred The butler. This does not happen by accident. No. Can you imagine, like at Disney, all these things that they're going through, that like all the meetings that must have gone through. I can only think. They're uh, not going to. This is hoping. This is is hoping. I wonder if they are planning a. What you want about? Oh no! This sounds like the most amazing thing ever. It's going to be like
1: Alien versus Predator, or something. No, it's not. It's going to be like awesome
0: versus awesome.
1: No, I don't like it. I like my separate world. I didn't even like Superman versus like Batman. No one likes
0: Superman versus yeah,
1: yeah. Batman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, But I just yeah. don't like the idea of it. I like separation. Everything, everything in their little box. Like, thank you.
0: I mean, this is a this is a wild stab from me, but I but don't believe they're. They no, you're absolutely
1: right. Why I don't they believe
0: it? they refer to someone as oh, you're Superman. It's like oh, I don't wear a cape. Blah 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 blah. And yeah. Oh,
1: I don't like that joke. Well, that just makes me cringe a bit. Hello.
0: Yes. Yes. Uh, Welcome uh, to the humor of Eternals. Oh, okay. Right. Okay. Okay. So. Can we go into third act and um, post credit you, you, you statement? Do
1: things. whatever you like. It's yeah. your it's your spoiler.
0: So this was what was tweeted out by the journalist when they left the screening, which is a bit of a dick move, but I can understand why now. So the film ends with Kit Harrington walking along I wanna say it's like the park in Greenwich with Gemma Chan, because okay. they're in a relationship. Oh,
1: are they Greenwich like in London Greenwich? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, not yeah, like Greenwich Greenwich. No, no. Oh okay.
0: And they're up the top of that hill that's in oh, there. Oh, the big hill, yes, yeah, lovely. Yeah. And it's probably not even that, but you, you'd recognise truth. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and she, he's trying to get to move in, and he goes, Oh, look... um." Look, I've just been looking into it. I've actually found something really weird about my family history. Oh god! Oh, and then, no. for reasons, she gets whisked away to somewhere else in the universe. <laughs> okay, blah blah. blah. Right, so that's did. left on a thing. So
1: this is Kit, yeah, right, Kit okay. Harrington. Yeah, Kit Harrington, who just doesn't play
0: an eternal. She plays right. her boyfriend. Oh, in right, Normal the time. Right, no, okay, no, no, no. Right. He's barely in the film. Oh, okay. Which made me wonder why they've done that. But why now okay, I realise. Yeah, no, okay. So it cuts to in the first mid-credit sting. Yes. You have. A couple of, a few of the Eternals going, I wonder where everyone is, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, it's almost like that. So then a portal opens Mm. and a little troll comes through and says, Please stand by for blah, 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 Thanos's brother, Eros. And you see a shadowy figure walk through from the background. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, How can he be Thanos's brother? Right? Mm -hmm. And then you see the thing walking towards you. And it's in shadow. So, like, it's covered in darkness. So, you know it's going to be a big thing. A big thing. Yeah. And then the camera cuts to behind them as he walks into the light. And you're like, who the fuck is this? Who do you think would play Thanos' brother?
1: Thanos' brother. Well, I thought you were going to say something like it's Kit Harrington. Well,
0: no, it's not. Like, That's right. what I thought, but it's okay. not.
1: Okay. Thanos' brother. So, Thanos was James Brolin. Yeah. So are we going for Goonies reference?
0: No. No. No, no timed Right. I'm just gonna tell you because yeah, yeah, you would be. I'd here never i never know. Harry Styles appears as Thanos' brother. What? That's that's why my jaw was on the floor.
1: And that's why they leaked it. Yes. So that that's the big thing, isn't yeah. it? Like that Harry Styles has gone into the Obviously he was in um Dunkirk, and I yeah. think he did a really good job in Dunkirk, but is that, is that stunt casting? Is that what we would
0: call oh, stunt casting? Oh, he's stunt casting. I think we would be. And he's got this little smile like, oh, oh no. I know where your friends are. And it's... Oh, my God. Oh, no. He's kind of playing like the, the, the quicksave version of Loki. Oh, no. Yeah. Eros. Yeah.
1: Thanos, Eros. Yes. Right.
0: Mm. Then you get the final...
1: Right. <laughs> and
0: it's Kit Harrington in front of this big box that he opens up and there's a sword in there Oh,
1: right. and I'm like is he like related to King Arthur hey oh no he is oh you're yes. joking
0: so he's playing so he's found out his so...
1: family history yeah
0: and is it in a stone no 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 no. it's just in so a box that's a shame he is playing the black knight black knight I've never heard of this I had to look up what I this thing was I know the green was. knight yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah we're both yeah, in the green yeah. knight um, the black knight yeah
1: I mean that could be anything, couldn't it? And then it.
0: there was a voice off screen mm. which says something, I couldn't even tell you what it was. And that is apparently because I 'cause I recognised the voice but I couldn't quite place it. That is Mahershala Ali. Okay as Blade.
1: Oh. Why why is he getting involved? What's he what's he doing? Is that why the film's so dark?
0: Well, yeah.
1: I thought it was quite clever.
0: Blade. I thought you'd is... react better to that than I Sorry, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, they're bringing back Blade, and it's Mahershala. Well, yeah, I know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So did yeah, I? Know I that, but, but I did
1: not think he needed to turn up in so every. Film. I don't understand
0: why they've launched three different <sighs> things during this, and yeah,
1: it's a bit much for me. I mean, and I've not even seen the first. At
0: least, at least they're doing stuff. At least but it's not. He's King
1: Arthur. Oh, he's, oh, no, well, he's not. He's related he, to he, King Arthur. So
0: uh, yeah, I don't why, really so we've know. Got, we've
1: got like an Arthurian legend. We've got Blade. We've yes. got Superman. We've got Batman. We, it's just too much. My little brain can't cope.
0: Yes, and apparently the sword is—I I don't know Excalibur? if he's, I don't know if he's necessarily related to Arthur, <gasps> but the sword is definitely merged by Merlin and somebody else. It's called the Ebony Blade. Oh no! But apparently, it's completely different. Different to
1: what Excalibur?
0: What to what the blade actually was? Oh, to, what, right. what, to what? Sorry, what blade is?
1: What do you mean what Blade is?
0: Well, the Blade the character oh, is right. totally, oh, okay, it's totally right. separate Sorry, to... I thought you
1: were talking about Blades of Swords. Yeah, oh.
0: no. Oh, it's, it's all very confusing. forged by Merlin and Sir Percy. Oh, yes. Percival. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah, that's... This was why I needed to come in and go, yeah. you'll never guess what they've fucking done now.
1: There's a lot going on there, isn't there? <laughs> no. Nah. There's not just one Nal Horan's going
0: to be uh, Ant-Man 2 and... uh.
1: Well, you know what? I think... There's part of me that thinks, yes, it's it's funny and everything, but actually if he's trying to you know, if he's, like if for his second career, you know, going back to what we were saying about Zilla Black, yeah, that we should give him a chance. I think he did well in Dunkirk. I've not seen him in other, I mean he's, he's going to be in other things because isn't he wasn't, it? not he Um, I've, I've seen somewhere like in the Gossip He's mind, in the like, One Direction he's, movie. He's got he's got together, like I think he's current girlfriend is a director and she's directing him in a film
0: is it Chloe Zhao (laughs) because that might explain a lot yeah
1: and yeah I think there is there is a level of stunt casting there because you you kind of think all those people who spent years and years at um, like drama drama school and are waiting for their little part but Mm. oh I don't know Sting Uh, Sting got to be in June I'll tell you what
0: it was a it was a moment where I'm sat there going hang on it's that fucking Harry Styles like is that someone who looks like Harry Styles? I like Bill Skarsgård mm-hmm. with like because obviously he's in this in the as a. As a as a CGI character, yeah. but I was like, is that just because the little, you know, I can say no, oh, so oh no, oh, so it's actually Harry Styles. So yeah.
1: he's a CGI person; he's not like himself. Oh no, 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 he's no, no, like no, a, no. He's like a Thanosy. No, 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 he no. no like he is no.
0: He looks like Harry Styles. Oh
1: right, okay. But is yeah. he is he CGI? Is
0: he? No, 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 you no, just no, no. No, I'm saying character. Bill Skarsgård. is in this film as oh, a CGI character. Right, okay, like yes. this isn't yeah. just like me forgetting what Bill Skarsgård looks like right, and he's just come up thinking he's he's got a similar smile, I'd say to Harry Styles, but yeah.
1: <laughs> Never thought about it no, nor <laughs> I had I, I until I was
0: trying to hope that Harry Styles hadn't um appeared on screen so,
1: so did that, did that add to your disappointment? You know you were talking about disappointment in the film as a whole, but then obviously these things happened at the end. Did that make you go
0: oh okay I don't think it no, I think it was a moment it was a moment.
1: Has it actually helped with the film? Has it given it a bit of something for you to come home and talk about? It's at about? least
0: something to grab onto. Yeah. Yeah, it's at least something to grab onto. And, like, I'm, a, I'm amazed that they, in hindsight, I remember seeing something somewhere, but I'm surprised that they managed to let this mm. get this far without it becoming a big thing. Okay. Um. You know, like, whilst I may not agree with the decision and you know I don't know Harry Styles is an actor really because there wasn't a lot for him to do the in one, Dunkirk yeah. it was a presence rather mm. than a thing uh, The like that moment where you see Harry Styles walk out is a it's something that will stay with me okay <laughs> Yeah.
1: For the rest of your life. Yes, yeah,
0: yeah. You know, the thing that happens in uh, midsummer when... Uh, um, yeah, at ooh, the bottom of the cliff. Yeah, and ooh. this. Things that will stay with me for the rest <laughs> of my life. They're not necessarily positive experiences. <laughs> but I won't forget the imagery.
1: Any any more to say on Eternals? Absolutely nothing. Brilliant. So let's, let's crack on with uh, spoilers for Last Night in Soho. So again... You have been majorly warned. This is your last warning. We are going to talk about major, major, massive spoilers for Last Night in Soho. So, Diana Rigg. Yeah. And I saw it coming a mile off. I don't know if you did. I didn't. Big twist. But when Diana Rigg sits down with our wonderful... Um, what's her name?
0: Thompson Eloise. McKenzie. Eloise. Yeah.
1: yeah. What was I could think of Thomason, but I couldn't think of Eloise. When she sits down with Eloise and she, she just turns into someone from you know, all the all the villagers from Hot Fuzz. Yeah. That's what I really felt she she turned into one of one of those characters. Mm. And it went very campy for me, which is absolutely fine if that's the whole film. Yes. But I I wanted that psychological thriller, I wanted that that vibe to just keep going. And I also just couldn't understand why she would then put another woman in Dick de- Because she then decides to kill Eloise. Yes. I mean, very unsuccessfully, because Eloise seems to be absolutely fine now. Yeah.
0: But... I mean, she poisons her, she but poisons then her, but up, up until really it's this magical poison where when you realise it's not... When you leave a room, it just, yeah, it get, just wears off. That's fine, right. and yeah. once you climb
1: up some stairs, it's fine. Yeah, But, yeah, I just didn't understand how a woman who had been abused, which is what the, the Sandy character had been, yeah. um, who had been abused by, by men multiple times, had had an awful, awful experience in mm. her life, had, would then turn on a young woman... I just, I, I didn't like it, that bit about it. I also, just going back to what you said about the relationship, were you talking about Eloise and John? Yes. Yeah, I totally agree. I didn't feel that there was chemistry between the actors. Um, I also didn't understand why John was hanging around with Eloise because she presented as someone who was having some real difficulties in her life who was possibly you know even showing signs of perhaps uh, schizophrenia yeah. um and i could understand how he would support her but it just that didn't come across it it at times it felt like he was just really hanging around her and, and the, it just didn't i didn't understand why they were getting on so well and
0: there's obviously a scene where she <laughs> she doesn't accuse him of anything but no, she but they are, the reaction, they are in, they're in a yeah, sexual encounter yeah. and she tells him to get off mm-hmm. and it is taken as being an accusation that,
1: yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. So exactly. he in actual like, fact no, he is seeing
0: yeah. Andy Taylor-Joy be attacked yeah, by a yeah. number of women uh, by a number of men and
1: but, but anyone else would think that he was because of her reaction yes would think that he was attacking her and,
0: and then the next, and day, the next day he like comes up and goes oh sorry about that yeah yeah I agree. It didn't necessarily have the like. It probably would be going to like going to the police, going right. This has yeah. happened, and I need to just make sure that I need to talk to people and make sure yeah. I, I haven't committed a crime. Well, yeah, I don't yeah. think he would
1: do that. I think no. I think he would go up to and have a conversation, saying, "I don't know what happened last yes. night, but I didn't do anything. You know, I didn't mean to do it." And then yeah. he does, Are you he okay? Does, blah blah. He does start yeah. that. He does say did I do anything wrong? Now I totally understand that that's the right reaction to go and say to someone, Mm. you seemed upset during our encounter. I left through, I mean, he left through, he had, he he broke a memory, he had blood all over He was really distressed. But, I then don't think that it would just be like, oh, well, everything's fine now. Yeah. Do you know what? I think there would yeah. be that, that so we're natural again yeah. separation of, look, you know, you perhaps need I, to, to go c- in. Think about yes. I need to go in. Think like, we need some space. Time to yeah. So, yeah, I, I, and I think if he if it was going to be anything, that perhaps it would be a friendship. And what I would have loved to have seen is her have a female friend, mm. that because she doesn't have yeah. any uh, women who were her friends apart from... Um, uh, War, um, go on, go on, father. Yes, um, Pauline. She, Paul, yeah. Pauline. What's her, her name? I can't, I can't, all I can think of is Pauline Carf, which obviously Pauline is um, Steve Coogan. Thank you. Um, so, and she's just someone she works with and it's not of her own age. Given that she's been really, hor- there's a really bitchy, horrible bullying going on within the the university. I would have loved her to, to have had a woman, a, yeah. a, a peer yeah. who would, and again, then at the end when John comes and saves her, it's tropey, isn't it? Because and maybe that's Edgar Wright's yeah. buy into the trope. It's tropey. Oh, come and get me in fifteen minutes if I'm not out. So John yeah. could do get stabbed. I would have loved to have seen that being a, a female friend. To be honest with you, mm. and and making it much more of a, a woman centric. So sorry, I'm yabbering on. Go on.
0: Um, well, I feel this is quite a trivial point in hindsight. <laughs> okay. Why does John not get to take part in the fashion show at the end?
1: Oh, yeah. well He's on the course he's too. He's on the course, isn't he? Yeah. You're yeah. right. Everyone yeah. else is doing
0: this fashion show. A... Yeah. He sat with Granny.
1: Well, at one point, I was... You know, because he just like turns up at the beginning and he's sat on the steps and yeah. he looks she needs a hand. And then he just sort of seems to be there at points, like he drinks her, from her Coke from mm. the fridge, which yeah. is you know, it's a crime. Um, I thought at one point, ooh, is he a ghost? I really thought—is oh, anyone else speaking to him? <laughs>
0: I was about to—I was about to spoil a film from last year oh, that okay. we reviewed, but uh,
1: yeah, yeah. And especially when he was like, um, you know, put the makeup on. They yeah. go to a Halloween party, put the makeup on. I thought oh, maybe, maybe no one uh, has anyone else actually spoken to him? Maybe he's like someone who's been sent to look after her. Like, clearly, that wasn't the case. Donnie um, Wahlberg shot him. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, I totally agree. I just I didn't know what was going on with that relationship, and something about it just didn't quite ring true. Yeah. Um. And like I say, I would have. I would have really loved it for her to have like a best mate. Yeah. Who was a girl to to come in and and to, to have that that thing and to show that not all women are complete cows. Yeah. Um. You know when you when you go to university.
0: Um. I. I guess that Terrence Stamp wasn't Matt Smith because yeah, the film was so saying so obvious that yeah. Terrence Stamp is Matt Smith. Yeah. Um, I mean, the Sam Claflin got, got a got an and easy I didn't job here. it was
1: him. Actually, I kept looking at him in the film, going, "Who is that?" So Who did is I. It? Yeah, his eyes were so piercing. Yeah, I thought. Um, I thought what was re- what done really well, not just the 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 glamour of the nineteen sixties, but that really. Um, I'm going to use a, a phrase that I'm going to pinch. Um. Completely from um, the Robs from the movie Robcast. Yeah, and they use the the dark underbelly of Soho, and I can't think of another way of explaining it So I'm gonna use that phrase as well, but that that dark underside that 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 the the club that you think is where you're gonna sing and you're gonna perform but actually um, you know, it's it's what we would you know politely call a gentleman's yes. club. Yes. Um, and then obviously her descent into uh, uh, sex work.
0: The horrific turn mm. where she is walking through the back of the club Awful. and seeing everything going That's, on.
1: Yeah, that really stayed with me. Yeah. actually. The people overdosing. Mm. Um, people of of uh, what I presumed were, I really felt that the you know um uh, very young people. Yeah. As well being. Forced into a position mm. of, of prostitution yeah. and and obviously um, a lot of
0: abuse. I mean, we could talk about. I mean, we talk about the, how this film is done all day. Um, mm-hmm. But the beautiful scene from walking down the stairs, where there's Annie Taylor Joy, but there is also Thompson Mackenzie yeah, in the back in the mirror. In the, in the mirror. Yeah. Do you know how they did that?
1: No, I've, I've been waiting to talk to you about it, and then I was hoping we were going to watch because there's some like making offs, and you know I love a making off. So I hope we could watch some of like, the little videos. Okay. So go on then, how did they do it?
0: Well, a lot of the time where it's in a mirror, it is just not a mirror. It is <gasps> oh, a. It's just they've her. built a second set in the back, and wow. uh, yeah, apparently.
1: And then uh, Matt, Ta- um, Matt Taylor. When Matt was Taylor. Matt, I don't know who Matt Taylor is. Because Ma- um, I'm conflating Anya Taylor-joy, um, Taylor Joy. Matt Taylor used
0: to play for Portsmouth. Oh, they okay. had a hell of a left foot wow. on him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think that's quite who you're on about.
1: Matt Smith has also been doing like an anatomy of the scene yeah. for various magazines and talking about how they did the dance scene mm. where obviously he's dancing with one of them, and he's suddenly yeah. dancing with the other. And yeah, very interesting really, really, really loved um, and, I, and I really did love the nod to the horror and the psychological horrors and loads and loads of films I wouldn't have even you know, I've never seen, people keep referencing Pippin' Tom, I know of Pippin' Tom because it comes up in all of those yeah. lists, you know when you're watching end of year lists of like the top 100 films that you should see before you die but there was a lovely American Werewolf in London reference at one point where they, um she wakes up and she hasn't really woken up, and the yes. person grabs her hand, and yes. I was like, oh, that's, that's David mm. in American World of London. Um, so I got some of the references, which I really enjoyed. You're
0: quite scared of ghosts.
1: I am massively scared of ghosts. How
0: yeah. did you, because I wondered if you would mm. struggle with the faceless imagery yeah. of the men. The,
1: the men did nothing for me, because, <laughs> did
0: nothing for me, yeah. you know what
1: I mean? It, it did not, mm. it did not trouble me one bit.
0: And this was, because I came back and said, there's kind of, Doctor Who imagery yeah. which is what that was what I was referring to
1: yeah um, that, that's exactly how yeah and yeah. it just felt like um it felt like a combination between hot foes and Shaun of the Dead in that they were and actually the sound at one yeah. point I thought god that sounds just like Shaun of the uh, Dead zombies yeah, and yeah. they just seemed to be zombies to me um The bits that I found more, thing that I thought, oh, am I going to be able to cope with this, was when she's looking in the mirror at the beginning of the film and she sees the ghost of her dead man. And that, for me, those sorts of mirror, people turning up in mirrors... Really, really freaks me. I hate those scenes where people are in the bathroom and they've got like in *This is American World from London as well, where you know you've you've got your mirror and then the, the, it closes. The door, the door closes and there's, and there's someone behind. Someone there. I mean, even saying that is terrifying me right now. Like doing Really? Oh god, it's awful. And I think he, I think he does that in um, *In Shaun of the Dead* as well. I'm sure there's that because um, Pete um, is in the shower yes. in *Shaun of the Dead* and yeah, yeah but, so. Yeah, it, he's, he's done the American Marvel thing before. So, yeah, the mirrors really freaked me out. But because her mum looked really lovely in, like, a jumper and, like, you know, a pair of jeans... She didn't have a white sheet she, over her head yeah, going, Woo! That's right, because often it, like people just look really, really horrific when they're in the mirror. That I do, most yeah, of the time. Yeah, exactly. So that didn't freak me out. So I was prepared for it. And obviously, the scenes that I found more difficult were the ones, uh, you know, the... The ones that didn't involve ghosts, which were like you say, that scene where you go down the corridor and you can really see what's happening to those women, Um, and also Anya uh, Taylor Joy Sandys. I'm going to call it. I'm going to use the descent again because you really feel that she's starting to unravel, Mm. that she's drinking more, than, might be drug, um, yes, and that she is in a situation where. She is is just being abused over and over and over again, and she's she's found herself in a situation that she cannot get out of. Yeah.
0: Um, the film, the part which I which has really stayed with me is the scene with Terrence Stamp to the song Eloise. Mm-hmm. I loved that. I was on the edge of my seat because obviously that's the key to knowing where this film is going to go. Um, and it's almost like uh, in, the, in the end, it's a little bit of a false start. And but. I absolutely love that imagery of him putting Eloise on the jukebox, uh-huh. and then like him playing the piano and uh, the threat that he has, even yeah. as an older man. Yeah. who oh, thinking, he, is, yeah. Isn't he Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And yeah, yeah,
1: he did a brilliant job. I thought. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And also, um,
1: uh, the takeoff of Matt Smith, which because you're led to believe that he is the Jack character, that mm. he's an older version, he's wearing the coat, he's sort of like the you know the wide boy of London, and then yeah. everyone going on about oh he's a bit of a ladies man, they call him Hansy or you yeah. know this sort of thing, um, which I think was really interesting because perhaps they didn't call him Hansy because his name was Lindsay. Yes. So I wondered whether the barman had just not. Heard it right, and that his actually name is Lindsay, not Hansie, and actually he wasn't. Ha- but maybe he was. Maybe he was. But when he mm. was in the vice uh, vice squad, and when he was, you know, in inverted commas, looking after the girls, was he really looking after them? That sort. Of, I think it's left quite ambiguous as to whether he was a figure that was really you know really as we would see it protecting the women yeah. or actually how he would see it he thought that he was a protector of the mm. women but actually may- maybe he, was, he, he wasn't quite as uh, as good as as you know he would like to he would like to think but yeah i thought he did a, a really good job and obviously um lovely to see him um because he was in it quite a quite a bit actually it wasn't just like a you know oh yeah and,
0: yeah he's and here I yeah am. yeah he's in it a lot um Another problem I've got with it is the film you see mm-hmm. Annie Taylor-Joy's Sandy yeah. get knifed. Yeah. That is not ambiguous. I know. And I think there is ways that you can present that as um, as ambiguous and still remain true to the final mm-hmm. act. Yeah. Um, that is not the case. So the film is lying to you it at just that lies point. It to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. And yeah. it
1: hasn't... At any other point, no. So, and I think that is the that was the turning point for me, where I was like, "Oh, that's just not real." So, and there's nothing to say that Eloise is seeing anything that isn't true. She, it's absolutely presented to us that she is seeing all. She is seeing the truth. She yes. is, um, yeah. You know, nothing that she sees can be mm. um, taken a different way, or that someone's presenting it to her in a certain way. So, yeah, I I do agree, and I you're absolutely right. We've seen it time and time again where you see knives you see blood but you don't know exactly you can't see exactly you know, you see people tussle yes. but you don't know exactly and you maybe you, take you see it someone covered someone in blood is, yeah, but
0: that is not what happens. Yeah. as far as i can tell in this film someone no, 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 yeah, yeah. you see that the the, yeah.
1: the knife going yeah. into her but yeah. like multiple times yeah. it's not like the knife is moving sort of like cycle style and you know it's um but you don't see who it's going into yeah so, yeah, I think... And maybe that's what... I wonder whether that where the 18 came from. You know, we were talking before about it's an 18. Because yeah. that use of a knife, that multiple stabbing... I...
0: Did
1: w- you th- think it was that? No,
0: I think it is the 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 sexual the violence. Sexual violence. Mm. And the... You know, there is ex- of drug use. Um, you know, you yeah. see someone in the back <sighs> yeah, with yeah, yeah. a thing round her arm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that yep. that's where I think it probably It'd be comes from. If we just look
1: at the BBFC um, guidance and yeah. see what they what they actually say on it, I I,
0: I would have no problem in a fifteen year old watching this film.
1: Okay, good. Well, well done, Mr. I'll, BBFC. I'll, I'm going to find one. Are you going to go to the Board of certification? Um yeah. Can I ask one final thing?
0: Yes, of course. Before
1: we finish, where were the twins from Harry Potter? Because the Phelps brothers are in this film. Oh, did you not see them? And I didn't see them. And so, I came back thinking, because they get, almost get like top billing on IMDb, you know, and it goes, because obviously they've been in all the Harry Potters, but where were they?
0: So they are the coat check people in the first... So when she first walks into the club, uh, Anya Taylor-Joy, she's and gone Taylor, down the big stairs. On the the big, yeah, gone down the big stairs. Right, yeah. And someone takes her jacket and she's right. looking in the mirror and there is Thompson Mackenzie. Oh, uh, yeah, and they say, are you
1: were waiting for a gentleman?
0: Yes. So obviously, yeah, that's cuz that cuz it's not a mirror. So that's why it's the Phelps oh, twins.
1: Oh, that makes total sense cuz I thought
0: But usually it, I mean the face have... is the Phelps twins. So yeah, uh, yeah, I yeah. looked and went, "Oh, it's the Phelps twins." Yeah. Yeah. You clearly didn't notice it was then.
1: Because in the um in the in the INDV, they are credited as two different people. Their credit is as Charlie and Ben or Charles and Ben. So I was thinking Oh, they must have been in. The, but normally, as we know, um, normally with twins they make a really yeah. You often put twins in a film for a particular reason, and yes. To make a statement, and it's usually an aesthetic statement. So I couldn't quite. I thought I would spot them because you always they, films always make a big deal of them. And I didn't, but that makes that makes total sense to me. I just don't know why they would be given the uh,
0: they're classed as cloakroom attendants and cloakroom attendants. Oh are they? The, okay. The well going. someone
1: someone when I googled it has put the wrong thing in there. Mm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, thank you. I was really like, Why have I missed that? I've
0: got issues with one more thing you said.
1: Oh, all right, go on then.
0: You said you've said a number of ta- a couple of times right. the person who plays Cilla Black, which for me was the point where I was like, I am totally into this film having Scylla mm. Black Appear on stage. Yeah. You said she looked nothing like Cilla Black.
1: Oh, no. Is she, like, related to Cilla Black? No,
0: no, no. Like... But I thought, like... I was looking up whether they had CGI to make her look like Cilla Black. Uh, I just... Mm, I just thought... D- it do you was not just the... think she no. does look like Sheridan Smith in the mm. version of Silla Black that maybe, you maybe saw? That,
1: maybe that is it. I did really like that show.
0: Yeah. Um. So...
1: It, it was fine. I just... I would have preferred... I don't know why. But I would have preferred... For, like them to have made like a hologram, <laughs> you know, I mean? you no, know, they can nowadays. You know, they can like bring back Carrie Fisher as like young Leia, and I think I would have. Well, I thought they that. did. Okay, well that's fine. Good. Maybe I'm. Maybe I'm just. You know.
0: But which didn't? I've yeah. well, I've, I've not seen any mention of it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she, I thought she looked just like Silver Black.
1: Oh I don't. I remember that. My my distinct memory was going. Don't really look like Silver Black? <laughs> So that's interesting.
0: Well, did you recognise it was Scylla Black?
1: Yeah, yeah, I knew it was because she was singing the song. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. And then yeah, someone yeah. later goes, there's Scylla Black. Yeah, yeah. So if she hadn't have been singing the song, I might not have got it, I don't think.
0: Oh, honey.
1: I know. It's, it's, a, bad, it's a bad time, really, isn't it? <laughs>
0: Right. The end. The end. The, the end. end. We've gone far too long. Yeah,
1: we have. We've gone on for absolutely ages. But yeah, this we might don't be our longest big, podcast, is it? No, uh, we no, we've done. I think we've done longer than that. Okay. Wait till I've edited it down. Yeah,
0: yeah. There's lots to take out. There isn't? is
1: a lot to take out. Okay, everyone. We, we're gonna we're gonna head off now. And
0: please don't make us do our normal and uh, awkward finishing again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yes, yeah, thank you for yeah, listening. Thanks for listening. I everybody. hope you enjoyed this. Uh, a little bit different to what we normally do, mm. and we'll see you next time.
1: See you next time.